Hello and welcome to Diary of the Suburban Hood Moms. Sister talk with real sisters. This is episode Meet Your Sisters. Meet your sisters. Who are the sisters? I am Nikki. And I am Andrea. Nikki, how how old are you, Nikki? Mm. Let's talk about that first. (laughs) I'm 37. I look 27. Bullshit. Um, And I am 42. And... We're going to get into who we are. Yeah. So we'll start with how we were raised. Wait, I, I feel this is inauthentic. Okay. You got to tell them. I don't want to tell them. I don't want to do it. We got to tell them. Don't make me. Okay. So like we recorded this whole entire thing like an hour ago and then. It my, was fucking amazing. And my husband walked in all full of criticism and. He wasn't that bad. He, was he gave us one full thing. criticism. And it was good advice. And, uh. And then our mom walked out because all the kids were hungry. We had taken all of our children and we had, um, banished them to the to the, the children's bedroom and said, do not come out. They were starving. Our mother came out. And as we were previewing the first episode. Chaos ensued. And. We lost. The whole freaking recording. So now we're doing it all over again. We're trying to maintain that authentic feel. But you guys have to know that we totally screwed up. I totally. I'll admit it. (laughs) I totally screwed up. So here we are. But we're blaming our husband just to make ourselves feel good. Everything is better if we blame Dave. So. So. Here's here's where we are. We're going to tell you just... About us, okay? So, we are two out of six children yes. total. Yes. We had a problem with that math earlier. Yeah. Andrew falls in line at number four. Yes. I fall in line at number five. Three boys, three girls. It's the Mexican-Italian Brady Bunch. For reals, though. Um, with that said, we were raised in a very strict, yes. very Catholic, yes. Mexican, yes. Italian, yes. pro-American yes. household. Yes. So... Um, our parents were very strict and not like, you know, crazy bars on our windows kind of strict, but very strict in the sense that they had very high expectations in regards to our character. But with that came very different set of rules for the girls and the boys. Double standards, if you will. Big time. I mean, it was the basis of many an argument. I mean, not too many because we didn't want to get the backhand. Yeah, that would happen. Um, Oh, dang it. What? The, um, <sighs> see, I'm sorry. I have to interject again here. I have to, I have to. So the first one, my husband came in, he was listening to us and he was like, you should have a drinking game for every time you say, um, and, and I wanted to cut him chicken plucker. We're just naturally talking. Yeah. Okay. This is how we talk. I'm not, we're not making, this isn't like a dissertation or. It's not a college course presentation for a grade. Okay. Nobody grade in my life. Hell no. This is exactly the kind of conversation <coughs> that you would hear if you were sitting down at a table with Nikki and I, usually at one of our kitchen tables or, you know. Anywhere. On the phone for way too long. Cup of coffee, laughing hysterically or all mad about something that happened. So we might say ums and uhs here and there, and Dave can just go suck it. 
But but it gave us something to watch out it for. It did. And because so now, you have to be able to take constructive criticism as a ground mature adult. Fuck your constructive criticism. And now I'm all like, um, uh, 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 and I'm totally aware of it. And I'm really, really, really annoyed. So anyhow, with that said, going back to our parents. And their double standards. And their double standards. So They're still scarred as 40-some years later for some people. Totally. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was those kind of things that really... I think kind of drove who we became as adults in that we are not all about, I mean, we love. I mean, wait, pause. Okay, go. Our mother, who we call Chapo, Chapo. Mm-hmm. Um, really wanted to raise daughters that were, she may never said subservient, but in a sense, that way in that, you know, we catered to the men in our lives. And I don't even think, and I've had this conversation with my mom several times before, I don't even know that it was an issue of us becoming subservient. It was more just, she told me many times, that's just the way it was. That's how she was raised. She was very um, reverent when she talked to her brothers. They were much older than she was. And at the same time... She talked to them with like the respect you would talk to with your parent. Right. Not necessarily like how you'd tell your brother, like, shut up, fucker. Like my mom would never say that to her Never, never. And to be fair... We don't normally say that to our brothers because they don't have as great a sense of humor as we do. <laughs> but we joke with them. We like. joke with them. And we can be inappropriate with them. And my mom would never do that. And I think my mom's aim was to raise girls that were very prim and proper. And, and we know how to be because she did do her and my dad, uh, who's no longer with us. R.I.P. Bob. R.I.P. Bob. Um He's been gone about five years now, but I mean, they did a really fantastic job in teaching us when to be appropriate and when to be inappropriate. We can put on the show. Like we call it like putting on the show. You can dress us up. We'll go to an event. Put on the nice face. Say the nice words. Right. You know, not get into it with anybody. Just, "Uh uh-huh. Yes. Wonderful. Oh Oh, my God. It's so nice to see you. Right. But if you don't get this side of us, if you don't get the shit talking and the craziness and you're probably not someone who's very close to us Mm -mm. or we don't feel very comfortable with you or we don't particularly like you or we don't like you and we just are nice to you because we have to because of our mother or something and we respect our mother even though we call her chapel we call her chapel for a reason it's a cariño it is which which is, is a mexican like love name like a term of endearment and, and I mean, we call her that because, you know, she's the head of a family with six children. It's like she ran her own cartel, only instead of, you know, slinging drugs, she slung her kids. hand. <laughs> slinging kids. And so it's it's become, it's taken on this whole thing. I'm always living in fear, though. Like, that you're still going to get smacked? No. <laughs> that, like, Chapo's, like, legit people are going to come knocking I know, door because we seriously, on all of our mom's we, pictures, we hashtag, we hashtag Chapo. And I'm like, okay, one day, one day, the feds are going to come knocking, looking for him, thinking that I'm hiding him. Is he, did he escape? He's in jail. Oh, is he in jail? Yeah, he but his family is like out there and sometimes I worry they're going to come gonna, looking for Now, us. what if they think that like, oh, they live in nice houses. They must work for him. They're on the payroll. Why are these Mexicans in yeah. a nice house? <gasps> oh, racist. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, with that said, being raised in... That kind of like a male focused household. Not to say we never got praise because we did get praise. Hundred percent. But like for me personally, it made me want to break away 
and totally rebel. Oh my god, my rebellious years. I don't want to talk about it. But totally, I want to talk about I, it. It made me rebel, and it made me leave home. Like essentially, like I had this romanticized idea about Texas for some reason, and I wanted to go to Texas. I literally packed up everything. My dad helped me move. Believe it or not. And I left and I went to Texas to just kind of like forge my own path, do my own thing, not have people recognize me and know me and report back to my family every move I make. And that's a real story. I mean, that's really something that happened. We come from a really, really large family, very active in the L.A. diocese. Um, very active in just education period in Southern California, even though it's a very, very large area, that community is very small. Um, we went to all girl private schools and our brothers went to the, the brother schools, the all boy schools to our all girl school and our fam, everyone, it felt like everybody knew about our family. Like my friends and I would joke in high school like that we were the Mexican Kennedys of the Catholic community. Right. <laughs> because right. we could go anywhere almost and somebody would come up random. Like right. I have no idea who this person is, not an inkling. Right. And they'd like point at you and go, You're a Mendoza. And I'm like, Whoa, how? how? Like I and then get that question like Okay, but is that a good thing or a bad thing for yeah. you? Because it's 50-50. And it was like that. I mean, it, it depended on the experience of the person that recognized you. Did oh, they that did really, happen to you really, in Vegas. Yeah, it did happen to me in Vegas in, like, the parking garage of a casino. Like, you're in Mendoza. I was like, oh, my gosh. Why? But <laughs> who you associating me yeah. with? And it really just depended upon their experience with our family. Either you absolutely loved our family, thought we were funny, and this and that. Or you judge the entire family by your experience with one or two. And when there's a lot of the same um, type of person in a family, like there's many, many people in a family, it's really unfair to judge one person by, you know, or, judge, or judge an entire family by your interaction with one person. So whereas Nikki wanted to break out and go to Texas, um, if you had asked me at the age of 17, if I had had the balls to say it, I would have said that I wanted to be anywhere that was as far away as possible from my family. And not necessarily because you don't love your family. Like, right. I love my family. Love. I hated missing out on events. Yes. But I liked being out of the neat little Mendoza box. We needed to be no longer be the big fish in the little pond. We just wanted to kind of disappear into the very big pond and not have anyone necessarily know us or or pigeonhole us in any way so we both um left california i had left once before i got married pretty young and i had left she wasn't pregnant i was not pregnant although there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> but no i um we left and went still in california but the most northern part um eventually came back and then settled in uh, here in Arizona, where my husband is an Arizona firefighter, and very soon after, children came and and so while I'm in Texas during all of her life forming here in Arizona, I was actually already thinking about leaving Texas because I just was not feeling it. Although I did meet some great people, I did just not have the best experiences in Texas. It wasn't me; it was a huge culture shock, which we'll get into in other episodes of that. But um, I met my husband and then we had a daughter 
And then once I had her, I was like, one, I have to keep this human alive, like by myself. Like what the hell? I don't have any of my family around. I wanted to raise her similar to how I was raised, which is funny enough because that's kind of what I was trying to break away from. (laughs) And I just, I wanted her with her cousins that were her age and her age group. I wanted her to be able to go to California all the time. Like it just, Texas at that point wasn't there for me. So not too hard to convince Zach. We moved to Arizona. My sister, Andrew, was here with her family by then. Our younger brother had moved here. Our parents had moved here. So it was a happy medium. California was a little too crazy now at this point. Texas just wasn't going to be it for me. And it has to be stated that once you've been gone from um, California for a long time, from our part of California, once you've been gone for a really long time, it's really hard to go back and I think I've I've summarized it in saying that that was like the California of my youth. It was the LA of my youth. Pre-children, um, total independence where, you know, we could just do whatever we wanted. Uh, to go from living here in Arizona to go back to, to LA, I don't even know how I would, um, we would make that kind of transition. So... You know, Nikki uh, came here. For me, when when Dave and I first moved here, Dave is my husband, um, I was super depressed. I felt completely out of place. Uh, And the friends that I did have here, I made um, via my husband's uh, connections with the fire department. And so, and I've made some fantastic friends here. But I was missing my tribe. I was missing, if you're someone listening to this and you know who you are, if you're a part of our circle, male, very small, male or female, you're our people. And to be without you, I mean, yes, you have a very large family and family is everything, but you know what? There's another family and it's the family that you choose. You need that on a mug. Oh, hell oh, no. nice. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even with them. Oh, anyway. But it's, it's true. Like. You just, it's not the same. No. So together we got marooned on our waterless island here in Arizona. And we like to say that because it's a way of feeling like we're not that far away from the beach. Clearly we are not on an island. We're on the debt. We're in the desert. And that probably is one of the hardest things is to be away from our beloved Pacific Ocean. But the cost of living is way better here. Way cheaper. (laughs) Way cheaper. So... We were also, growing up at least in California, we were very anti-suburbs, right? Oh, yeah. Because you would go out to the burbs and there was something to do. It's be at somebody's house. Right. Everything closed at like 7 or 8 because we had a sister that moved out to the burbs like and, way ahead and of the time. Thing is, the thing is, is that there were, we were definitely raised in a suburb, but it wasn't like cookie cutter track housing type of suburb because I mean you go to Cerritos and that's the burbs like it's like you know but it's different it's LA suburbs and there was still you were 30 minutes from anything literally what is that line in Clueless you're in you're in LA everywhere in LA takes 20 minutes yeah from Wilshire I don't know some weird shit like that and it was kind of like that I mean before the craziness of like 
you know, 405 hell and yeah. 91 hell. But, hell. I mean, we could at any point of the night, like, oh, dude, I'm craving uh, Jack in the Box. Yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. Or Galaxy like, Burger. Get in the car or, and go do it. Or, like, hey, like the, the stargazing, like. Oh, yeah, the oh, Griffith Observatory. Yeah, Griffith Observatory. Or, like, comes Mickey tonight. and I, like, being, like, the only two girls in Cowboy Country. Like, our yeah. like, the little bar. What was that bar? It was like in Long Beach. I don't remember what it was Yeah. Called. I mean, you could do that. Literally go from some hip hop nightclub up like a couple blocks up to Cowboy Las Country. Rosa. Las Rosa. <laughs> we never to, went there. We never went there. To Cowboy Country and it was all just totally normal. It wasn't just it it, it there was no place like it, at least no place that we had ever been And, before. I mean, we didn't have kids, so we could be up all night, right. sleep in late. Right. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. So, to we end here, here in the Burbs, the true, true, brand new homes, track housing, oh golly gee, where are you from? I'm from, you know, people from all different parts of the United States, a whole lot of Midwesterners here. I have come to love many, many Midwesterners, but it's very different. Our, our scope in in how our lenses and how we view the world our experience in the world is just like night and freaking day and the verbs have their perks 100 percent. i love like the school that my daughter goes to right i feel like the kids have a safety here that they wouldn't have in like a more urban environment right so there are perks to it Opposed to like our younger selves, that would be like, you weren't going to catch me dead living at the burbs. right. And I think we might have actually said that, like, I will never live in the suburbs. I know because our sister always throws that line at our me. Our older sister is happily settled, has happily been settled in the suburbs, loves it, wants to be as far away from like action and city life as possible. Um, and Nikki and I were very, very different. So with that said, it kind of is like, well. We don't feel like we fit in with necessarily the cookie cutter, um, desperate housewife. Um, what's that movie? The oh, uh, oh, Stepford Wife Stepford Wives. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. the suburbs. No. We have the stupid SUVs yeah. and the Costco memberships. But like, like, do you like taking Antonio to the park? No. Okay. I freaking hate the park. I hate anyone who thought it was a good idea to actually construct a park. Whoever that person is, I want to punch that person. But I take her because it makes her happy. No. Bullshit. You're a good mom. I'm not a good mom. Oh, shut up. I'm okay. I'm okay. I freaking (laughs) hate the park. The sand and the smell, the sweat, and there's always some stupid, dirty kid eating the sand. Yes, that is what I don't like. I look at the park and I see a Petri dish. Totally. I'm not happy letting my child... Hey, and if you do... Great, your kid has a better immunity than my child, but for my child, I don't like that like grimy, dirty no. plain. Is it okay that we're judgy? We're very judgy. No, because I said it's okay if they do it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I fix the judgy. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, this is just us. These are our thoughts. You don't have to agree with us. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Start your own freaking podcast. But this is our podcast. So this is what we did. Yeah. We're like, okay, literally, we feel like we're too hood for the suburbs, right? But we're not hood enough for the hood necessarily. And, and and we actually, I had Nikki look it up on Urban Dictionary before we came on. So just to make sure we were using it in the correct context. Because how we just been talking, just me and Nikki and our family and friends, we'd be like, oh, bitch, you hood. Because we were raised by hood parents. Like, our mother 
will proudly say how she went to Santana in Compton, California. And our dad is from, he's from Willowbrook. I don't even know Willowbrook. It's it's South Central. South Central. South Central LA. Um, My dad spent his entire um, teaching career um, inner city, inner city schools. And so like the first half, it was in an all black neighborhood. So we have assimilated with black culture like our 100%. whole lives, not thinking that it's anything different. Like his, we talked about, uh, like, Oh, well, we'll save that for the next one. Yeah. We're yeah. going to, yeah. so, and then the second half, he was in East LA right. in the middle of like Hispanic town. Right. So then there was that side of it. And I was really, really fortunate to spend, um, a few years teaching with my dad in East LA and that, again, like, there are people that I've met here, and I swear to you, okay, the people that I have met here in Arizona will say, oh, just, like, dangerous mind. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I want to punch you right now. Idiots. Like, You've, are you kidding I've me? I've never heard that. That's oh, just yeah. funny. Like, just, like, dangerous minds. Dude, seriously. And I'm oh, like. Oh, yeah. My dad's Michelle Fiverr. He looks good in a leather like, jacket and skirt. No, saying, like, me. Oh, because, you're a dangerous yeah, mind. because I'm a chick. Teaching Rude. in in East LA, it's like yeah, I'll fucking show you dangerous minds, bitch. Find bitch. me a knife. Find me. Where's my shank? Where's my shank? <laughs> and I get pissed. So things like that that kind of classifies us. We're 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 for where we are. We are hood moms. It's like that line in Selena. We're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans. We're not American enough for the Americans. It's, ex- it's exhausting. So that is where we are. We know that there are other moms like us out there. And that was a big reason why we wanted to start this podcast. We just had things to say. And we were like, you know what? Let's let's track down the other people out there who are just like us. Not necessarily hood moms. You don't have to be a hood mom. But you can relate. You can totally understand, like, oh, my God, I hate taking my kids to the freaking park. Or, I mean, we'll get into it in other ones, but, like, you can say, my kid's an asshole. It's okay. It's okay. We it's accept okay. that. It's okay to not set up the fucking elf during Christmas doing five million stupid little, oh, look at that. Look at that elf. Look at He got into the Cheerios. What the fuck are you talking about? One year. Is that elf going to pay for them Cheerios? Oh, my God. One year, I forgot to put the elf out. Oh, that one so, had the broken leg all yeah, year. So I went and I got cotton balls and I got blue painter's tape and I wrapped it around the elf's leg and I said, oh, no, he fell and he broke his leg. <laughs> so now he, has creative. To sit, now he has to sit on the mantle the entire time because he can't move around. And my kids were like, oh, they were totally happy. So that's the similar, somewhat kind of the moms that we are and why we call ourselves hood, hood moms. So with that said, I need to stop clicking that. You phone. said with that said, if I could Dave you for a second, this is your third well, time. First of all, you can't Dave me. That's just disgusting. <laughs> and second of all, just get to it. Finish, finish, finish. I didn't finish counting. I wanted that. <laughs> so hey, it's your fault. You re- you deleted the last one. I did. I know. So with all this said, we're gonna go over all the people that should not. Listen to us. Literally, at this point I in time. How many times you sound literally? Oh my god, I fucking hate her. Anyway, at this point in time, okay, if you are any of these people that we are about to list, we urge you, we empower you, whatever positive fucking affirmation you need to turn us off and stop 
listening because I promise you if you fit in any one of these criteria you are going to hate us Mm -hmm. and life is too short go like listen to a yarn podcast podcast. (laughs) it's like ASMR (laughs) different types of yarn or or I don't know a a podcast of someone chewing a banana and people like that but seriously, we ain't going to lose sleep about who doesn't like us because no. guess what? That was the good thing about growing up Mendoza. You got some thick ass skin. And you just don't care. So people that should not listen to us yes. are those easily offended by bad language. We curse a lot. And God love our mother. I mean, she says her, her, her curse words here and there. Shit, damn it. But she don't be dropping the F-bomb mm-hmm. the way we do. And Samuel L. Jackson, my spirit animal. A hundred percent. And I mean, we, we say it nonstop. Our children are experts. They're immune. They're literally immune. I, one time my my middle son was like, when can I say a bad word? And I said, well, first of all, bad words don't make you smart. Although I think they make you brilliant. I mean, it gets my point across. 100%. I throw a fuck in there and you know the intensity I'm going for. Absolutely. Um, But I think I told him something like, when you're paying your own bills and you're living in your own house, you can talk however the fuck you want. And until that time comes, if I hear you say a bad word, I'm yeah. going to knock you out. I mean, I always get that your daughter's going to repeat it. Guess what? She hasn't. Because guess what? She, she knows know better. Right. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. We do not say like, oh, we have to set the example. And we can't. It's not fair if we do things that they can't do. Bullshit. We're fucking adults. And if we want to say a bad word, guess what? We're going to say it. In the words of my husband, when Antonia wants to do something and she can't, he says, when you get a job and you pay bills, you'll have more freedoms. Amen. So other people who should not listen to us, those offended by sexual references and innuendos. Innuendo. Exactly. Because guess what? We're going to be talking about vaginas. A lot. And boobs. A lot. And prison rules. A lot. So, if you can't handle it, because it's not PG. And not necessarily just to like, oh, yeah. Not just to be vulgar. Sometimes it's about education. Like, did you not know? Did you you know the body could do this? And Or can you guys give me suggestions on how I can Um, do that? Because we personally know somebody that probably has never had an orgasm ever in their life. If if you're a woman, I'm going to put this on us, because I think the majority of our of our listeners um, will probably be women, although we welcome male listeners. Um, if you're a woman who's like, Ugh, I just don't feel like having sex, you probably might not have really learned how to have a really good orgasm. And we'd love to talk about that because, damn it, you deserve to have really good <laughs> orgasms. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Oh, Kim Cattrall of you. We are... We are definitely explicit content. So if you like to listen to podcasts while you cook dinner or while you're driving in the car, please don't listen to us around your kids. Yeah, because I want to hear some message about, oh my God, I was listening to you and Nikki saying cunt and little Billy was right here. Well, little Billy got to learn what a cunt is one day anyways, bitch. Okay. So turn off the fucking podcast. Don't pee. She always pees her pants. 
I'm going to go ahead because she, she can't control herself. Other people who should not listen to us. Yes. If you are offended by your mom jokes, could we go hit up your mama We're, and your grandmama? Okay, look. If, and your doggie's mama. So, so this is the example I like to give. If I open up the refrigerator and say, ugh, the refrigerator stinks. Dinky's going to say. Your mom stinks. And we'll say that right in front of our mother who will normally say, oh, gee, thanks. More like, it's not you. And really, I don't know if we discussed this in this one or the recording that got deleted, but we refer to her as Chapo. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did say, okay. So, yeah, and Chapo gets all pissed off and we're like, it's our proverbial mother. Because our mother, for the most part, is very proper. Like, she likes to do things. I mean, like, that's why I said, God love her. She got us as daughters. I mean, at least with our oldest sister, she got one that's very, like... Proper. Plays by the rules. She plays by the rules. She's a good girl. She hates if we drink alcohol. Oh my god, our dad was so proud of like how much his daughters could drink. Oh yeah, he was like he would like. I remember that one birthday. I gotta tell this story. And um, we had been your living, birthday. Yeah, we. I had been living up in weed. Dave was gone. Yeah, we were in weed, and I came um, home for a month. And it was my birthday. I was all depressed. It was me, you, and Jen. Yeah, it was like it was my twenty something birthday, twenty sixth or twenty seventh yeah. or something. And my dad went out and just hooked us up with the alcohol, made wine coolers, made a fantastic dinner, and we sat around and just, at home, at my parents' house, in the kitchen, in the kitchen, and we sat around and just got bombed. And my dad thought it was the funniest thing. I think because A, he knew his daughters were safe. And B, at that point, we were adults. He knew we were positive members of society. We weren't criminals. We weren't, like, you know, injecting our arms with, you know, street drugs or anything like that. And so he was free to just sit back and enjoy, whereas my mother was I think she went to the room at one point. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But, you know, she's our mom. so. So, if you... Don't approve of jokes about spanking, yelling at, or selling our children. Guess what, you little snowflake? Those are jokes. I mean, the kids are safe. They are. We promise you, our children are one hundred percent safe. They might not be safe from like our chunkla when we like chuck our shoe at them, but you better believe I'm threatening my children like on a weekly basis that I'm going to sell them on the black market. My kids are half Asian. I have two boys and a daughter. I will definitely get top dollar for the two boys in like China. But guess what? She's joking. It's a fucking We know joke. people can't have children and everything else. And we're sensitive and, to those things. And we know that trafficking is a real deal. We know that people have lost babies and miscarried and can't conceive. Guess what? Those are your experiences we appreciate them. We honor you. But that's not our story to tell. Our story is that our children, whom we would die for, drive us batshit crazy. You know when you're talking to somebody and you really think, oh, I should have said that. We just say that. Yeah, we don't so where we should have. Thought you thought you should have said, we just freaking say it. Right. And if we can encourage one person out there, one more person out there to go, you know what? It's okay. Just say it just you know what do this tomorrow morning when your kid's being a jerk for whatever reason just say out loud my kid's a shithead yeah you'll feel great you can say it to a friend like oh my gosh call your sister if you have sisters or your best friend or tell your husband or your partner or whomever and just be like oh my god the kids were such shitheads today and it's okay it's okay that sometimes our kids are total assholes it's okay 
Moving on. Racist are not welcome. We're not even even going to qualify any kind of... I mean, we can understand if... No. If you are a freaking racist, I am telling you now, okay, leave. You're not welcome here. You're not wanted here. Sites taken. (laughs) Deuces. Bye. Just leave. Just go. Go take your tiki torches somewhere else. <laughs> go, go put on your hood yeah. and go... Go fuck your goat in a field. Right. But we don't want you here. Go okay? write in your burn book about what kids wronged you when you were in high school and go do that because you're not welcome here. And at this, by the same token, don't think because we are two minority girls that we're going to sit here and bash white people too. Yeah, that's not happening. Tell my, Tell my Nikki. Because my husband, he's white. Her secret shame. <laughs> my daughter, baby girl white. She right. even dances white. Right. She's drunk girl at the party. Like, yeah. She's one, like, notch away from the drunk white girl doing the stripper dancing. You know how when the white girls get really, really drunk, yes. they dance like strippers? Yes. Sorry, white girls. I love you. We got a lot of white girls in the family. But why you gotta dance like strippers when you're drunk? I don't know. It's the inner inhibitions coming out. I don't understand. They're always like, eh, like licking a pole that's not there. I'm like, what are you? I think you had dreams last night. But we're a very like multiracial family. Very. Like we go from yellow to almost black. Don't because she's not. <laughs> she's not black. And the people, some of the people that are nearest and dearest to us are black and we love them capital l-o-v-e bold italicized mm-hmm. you fuck with our people you fuck with us and it's not good oh that sounded like scary that good was like, that was like shook night scary good yeah he's yeah. my friend <laughs> no joking if you can't take my jokes you're not allowed to be in my podcast don't make me pee okay if you do not support first responders Police or military. We're talking about the good police because we know everything going on. Yeah. Or military. Be gone. Right. Our daddy, our grandpa, multiple family members, military. Yeah. Okay. Many friends. Andrea's best friend. Oh, yeah. Military. Yeah. Okay. We have her husband's a first responder. Firefighter. Our brother is a cop. Yep. And we can say cop. We don't got to say police officer. Yeah. It's, yeah. We, you know, their lives matter to us personally. Absolutely. And we will... We will defend them to the nail. We know uh, the people in our family and don't even think that any issue is going to supersede our loyalty to our family because we have faith in the goodness of their hearts and the goodness of the family that we were raised in. Um, Moving on. Okay. You said um. Sorry. I had a thought and then I heard myself say um and I lost my thought. Anti-feminist. Oh, Go no. find yourself somebody docile and get the hell off our podcast. And that includes women who oh are... Oh, my God. I mean, there's not... I, I can understand. You know what? Men can't help sometimes by being a little pendejo. And in Spanish, pendejo is, like, stupid. They, they can't help it. Not all men. But, you know, they're they're not us. They're not women. So, you know, I get that they don't always get us and what we have to say. But when another woman and we have women in our lives Ooh, honey that are anti-women hard hardcore anti-women you are not welcome here because even if you're a woman and yes i'll use the abortion right that's a basic right. example right for me personally personally i don't believe in abortion right i would never do it right 
And that's just me. But by but, no means are we going to condemn somebody. Right. I'm not going to judge has. you Hell if no. you've had one. Right. If you got one. Right. If you're going to get one. Right. And if you vote to keep them. Because right. guess what? You're a woman and I respect you. Right. And we we strongly believe that women are the only ones that should have any kind of a say over reproductive rights. When I hear men or I read like posts or whatever from men about like anti-abortion, I want to punch them. Because it's like, who are you? You know, that's absolutely no. We are 100% for women. Even though our personal view may be anti-abortion, we're not anti-women. We no. can, we can. I will hold your hand we to can go su- in that clinic. 100%. We will support you and be there for you. We're just saying for our personal choice, that's where we stand. So if you're anti-feminist and you're like, these big mouth bitches, somebody needs to shut them up. Oh, yeah. Shut yourself up, bitch. Exactly. Okay. And we will call you a bitch. mm, Male or female. Uh Uh-huh. Conspiracy theorists, get the fuck out. We can't. We can't. I don't care about 5G. No. I don't care that Bill Gates started Corona. No. I believe about the aliens and the government. (laughs) That's it. Conspiracy. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No. Nope. None of it. My husband, I love you, babe, but... Kim Trails. Uh-uh. Can't do it. Why you remind him? <laughs> and lastly, the last set of people that should not listen to this podcast. People that we love very, very much. That <laughs> our family that may be embarrassed by our existence. And we have to say this because we do have a very big family. And they're really, really good at... Um, being very proper and being, um, like when they go out in public, they know how to act. They know what to say. Right. You know, they're not going to be over opinionated no, or no. And they're very obnoxious res- and they're very respectful of what everybody has to say. And we are too, if we were out in public, but right now you in our bedroom. Yeah. Literally you are with me and my sister in my bedroom as we have a conversation. And that's what we wanted to bring to the table. We wanted to bring the kind of conversations that we have just between the two of us or when we're on the phone or with really, really close friends where we can just be free and talk. Because sometimes, for all we know, you might be listening and you've just moved to a place where you don't really know anybody yet. Or you're homesick. Or you don't have anyone to have these real talks with. And just maybe you stumble upon us you're like, Oh my God, these two girls. These crazy bitches. I like them. I like them. I can totally relate. Or even if you don't relate to our experiences, you can kind of relate to what we're getting at or trying to get at. And that is something that is really, really important to us because we know that at one point in time, we felt incredibly um, alienated and, and isolated from our people. So just consider us your sisters. We're sisters. So, why are you laughing at me? Don't be a dick. I'm not laughing at you. I have a different thought. Oh, go give it. Okay. So, oh, give it. Hello. Uh, you. So, those are everyone that should not listen to should us. Should not. Get okay? Stepping. And don't say that we didn't warn you because we're warning you now. This if Samuel it. L. Jackson had a vagina and supported the police and hated races and everything else, that's us. That's us. In a okay? nutshell. But, you know, I don't want Samuel to have a vagina. I like him the way he is. I like him the way he is. So, we do have some guarantees for you. Okay? That's my, that's my, that's mine! Zeppelin! That's mine! <laughs> we guarantee, as we just covered, there is a lot of cursing. In case you couldn't tell already. 
we guarantee that uh, we will talk in movie quotes that you may or may not know. Nikki and I can sit here and have entire conversations based off of movie quotes. That's just the way we roll. And some you might not know. Uh-huh. That's um, okay. There's a lot of subject changes, sidetracking that happen with us. Um, it's just kind of how we are. I think that's a genetic disorder for our family. At times, do you have a queued up? Yes. At times, mm-hmm. um, we, Nikki, talk really, really fast. And whenever that happens, you'll hear that played. Whenever Nikki's getting really, really excited, I'm going to be like, play it. And you're going to hear. My shame. The shame. And it's going to be, slow down, Nikki. Because she needs to slow down. Fast-ass girl. Um, mama. We sometimes talk in really weird <laughs> accents. Like, we'll start to talk like this. And I did it. Okay, I do it so much, especially with our younger brother, that... One of his co-workers said, did your sister suffer a stroke? And he was like, looked at them and he was like, no, why? And they were like, because she kind of talks a little funny sometimes. Because it's like, he'll be on the phone and it's like, I'll be like, hey guy, what you doing? Hi guy. Okay. How are you guy? It's so stupid. We do it so much. Somebody thought I had a stroke. Our, like, our husbands, I don't know about Zach. But yeah, Dave, Zach leaves. Yeah, they tune us out. Like, at any given moment, if we're together, I can look over at my husband and be like, right, Dave? And he'll go, huh? Or in any family function, you look in the living room, right? Because we're all usually in the kitchen. You look in the living room, and there is Andrew's husband, Dave, my husband, Zach, and our brother-in-law all on the couch. They have left the building. Yeah, they're done. They yeah. checked out. They either can't follow along because no. they're going way too many places right. or whatever. And they're just out. Yeah, they're done. Um, childhood flashbacks. We're going to have them a lot. I think it's like, yeah. like on Wayne's World. Yeah. Like that happens all the time. I know what that was. It's, it's not for you, puta. It's for people listening. <laughs> and we are, you can, it's a guarantee that we're going to talk about everything from race relations, to our kids' bowel movements, to makeup, to music, and to whether or not Nikki is really a Gen Xer, which you I should don't want to be a millennial. That that is a very, very sensitive subject for yeah. Nikki. Um, I pick and choose which articles I want to read and believe. <laughs> right. So I, we might have to leave it up to our listenership. No, fuck the listeners. Unless they agree with followers. me. Um, but I mean, in a nutshell, that is who we are. That's what we're all about. And we're so excited. We have so much content to bring to you. So many things we want to talk about. Some of them are going to be really, really serious. And some of them are going to be flat out like the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life. Like who gave them a mic? But we are so excited to bring you along on this journey with us as we continue to evolve in our relationships with all those around us, with each other, and with you as our listeners. So with that said, now get the fuck out. Peace.